Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. We're going to be using Mae McCarthy's book, The Path to Wealth, and I'm going to talk about what wealth means in a minute because you know, there's always that tendency when October comes around to think, well, Reverend Laurie's is just going to talk about money this month. And with the title, The Path to Wealth, you'd be right, but you'd also be wrong. Your homework assignment right up front is to start a 40-day plan. And we'll be talking mostly about that plan today. But there are two things bigger than the plan. And I want to cover those first. The first thing that's bigger than the plan itself is the idea of any kind of a spiritual plan. And uh, my 12-step friends and I remind you that the plan works if you work it. (laughs) And so uh, like any great idea, if it's just percolating in the back of your head, it's there as a little figment of your imagination, so to speak. Uh, But you actually do have to carry through. And that's why I want to get started with it today. But the other thing is even maybe more important than that. I guess it goes without saying. You're not going to get a benefit from a spiritual plan if you don't follow it. But the other thing maybe is even bigger than that. And let's start with uh, maybe my worst joke ever, but we'll give it a try. So the teenager loses his iPhone while doing the yard work. Well, he looks in the garage where the lawnmower is stored. It's not there. He looks in the shed where the garden tools are. It's not there. He looks in a variety of other places, inside and outside, to no avail. And last-ditch effort, he's busy on the Internet trying to teach himself how to use cell towers to triangulate the iPhone's exact position. Well, that's when his mom finds out, and she finds the phone in one minute flat. How the heck did you do that, asked the teenager. Well, we weren't looking for the same thing, she explained. You were looking for your iPhone. I was looking for $650. (laughs) And And that is what is more important than a prosperity plan. That is knowing what is of value to you. Because it may be money... I suggest it probably isn't money. For most of us, money is actually twice removed from what is important for us. So, 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 so let's let's follow the <laughs> let's follow the trail of money, as a good detective would say. So, there's the money, but do we really want the money, or do we want what the money would buy? So, that's once removed for the money. Normally, we spend money to get stuff that we want. But is the stuff really what we want? Or is it the feelings and the experience that comes with the stuff? So see, we're actually like two two generations removed away from the money. What we really want is the experience of being loved. What we really want is spending quality time with friends and family. What we really want is the exhilaration of a trip, not the trip and not the money that would buy the trip. Are you following me here? So, so to pray for money, to, to work on an abundance plan around money, I got to tell you, it may or may not bring you your heart's desire. You may get the money and not make the wisest choices. You may not get the thing. You may not get the experience. So 
from my perspective, clarity around what is really valuable to you is way more important than this darn plan. We're going to talk about the plan. We're going to be using the plan. But I want us to be oriented, to be in alignment with that which we truly want to experience, the true values in life, what is really important for you. And so although I already gave you away what the homework was, was to start this 40-day plan, even before that, (laughs) your homework is to know what's important for you. Do you want to repair a relationship that isn't working well? Do you want to solve a health challenge? Do you want to uh, uh, find a greater success at work? Do you see these are part of abundance? This is part of prosperity more, from my perspective, than the money at all. And so your number one goal for right now is to know what's important to you. What do you value? What do you actually want more of? Now, you may get to that by following the money like I did. I mean, ask yourself, if I won the lottery, if I had a million dollars, if I went home and there was a paper bag on the front steps and I had enough nerve to look in it and found out that it was actually a million dollars in untraceable bills, right? (laughs) So ask yourself, what would I spend it on? And then ask yourself, and once I got that thing, what would the experience be? Some of us might say, well, I'd spend it on travel or I'd spend it on an education. Maybe I would spend it on my grandchildren. A lot of us have a variety of ways we would spend that money. It's not the money. And it's probably even not what you would buy with the money. So what is it that really would make your heart sing? This might be a dream you've had for a long time. Some experience, some relationship, some sense of yourself or, or how you show up in the world. Keep that in your mind. It's more important than the plan. Okay, now on to the plan. So, uh, so from uh, your little handout there, you don't need to take notes, but it basically divides your day into three segments. And we're asking you to devote about 45 minutes to an hour on this plan and you will reap amazing benefits from it. So the first part of the plan is uh, ideally right when you get up in the morning, when you first start your day, we're asking you to read something inspirational to begin starting your day. And I'm going to talk more about that in a minute. A great example, Science of Mind magazine, um, some kind of a book that you would find inspiring. Uh, It could be the Science of Mind textbook. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But we start our day with a vision of spiritual future, something, something that really inspires us, something that gives us that idea of, yes, this is going to be a marvelous day. The next thing we do is we write a gratitude list. They talk about it uh, in the book as, uh, as writing a letter. It doesn't have to be in the form of a letter, uh, but certainly writing a gratitude list. And now normally we think of gratitude as something we do at the end of the day, being grateful for what happened. May McCarthy is suggesting let's be grateful in advance for the good things that will happen, that might happen. And so here's the invitation This is where you start working on that dream, that goal, that idea of where you want to be, the the sense of change that you want to see. And you claim that. You, You claim it as though you already had it and you're grateful for it, that sense of gratitude, even for something that hasn't quite 
happened yet. Here, here we get to use our, our acting skills, right? <laughs> We're going to have the blessing. We're going to feel the blessing even before it's come our way yet. The next thing I want you to do after you've written that down, I want you to speak it aloud. Now, here's something we don't do very often, and, and if you live with someone, you may need to let them know this is going on, because otherwise your, your partner or your roommate is going to be like, were you talking to yourself in the bathroom this morning? Just check, just checking out. Uh, but what scientists have shown is that when we articulate something verbally, it actually activates a different part of our brain than just when we write it down. So writing it down is a great thing, and articulating it verbally really sets it up in our mind so that we're starting to actually look for real evidence of that thing. Plus, it's easier, I think, when we speak it aloud, to have that feeling of gratitude, that sense of, yes, I can have this, I can do this, I will experience this. And the third thing we do, equally important, is we visualize ourselves having that and experience. Not visualizing ourselves with the money, but visualizing ourselves that twice removed and really getting the thing that we value, really having that experience. So if it's a loving relationship that you're using to, to, to propel this plan forward, then Picture the loving relationship. Picture you in it. Have that sense of belonging and comfort and unconditional love, just as though you had it, just as though you were giving it, and just as though you were receiving it. If it's uh, maybe success at work, then picture yourself in that success. Picture yourself in the corner office or, or you know, whatever, whatever success means to you and feels to you. Envision it. Have that sense of it. Feel it. Uh, if it's a reparation with maybe a, a someone that you've uh, not spoken to for a long time, maybe you parted with someone on bitter terms, instead you see yourselves involved with that person in a loving and, and upfront way. Imagine it as though it already happened. So that's the morning part of your exercise. Then what you're asked to do is just notice just have yourself willing to notice throughout the day little guidances from the divine. So what I know is if you have a plan, an idea of what you want to experience, and you put up a little mental filter, you will start noticing when things are calling from that perspective. So for instance, if you're wanting to improve your love life, so to speak, your relationships, you'll begin noticing interactions with other people and you'll begin recognizing in yourself, well, that went really well. That could have been a tough exchange with her. And actually, it felt good. I felt some love and, and personal attention there. Or if it's success at work, if that's your idea, you'll begin noticing that business meeting went really sweet. I, I never really noticed, but I give good meeting. This was positive. I should give myself a recognition here that I know what I'm doing. This is working out well. Do you see what we're doing? We're not only noticing, but we're even celebrating a little bit as we go. We're beginning to take note of us moving in the direction of the good that we want to experience more of. We're also open to guidance, where before we might have passed on an opportunity, oh, 
I'm not going to call Aunt Susan. Last time she and I talked, ugh, oh my gosh. Instead, wait a minute. This is an opportunity to maybe work through some things. Do you see the difference? We're, we're being guided. We're paying attention. We're maybe willing to take a little bit of a risk to have a better outcome. All right, so that's going on throughout the day. Let's say maybe it takes another 15 minutes. So far, we've spent maybe about half an hour in the morning. We've spent maybe 15 minutes consciously being aware of what's going on during the day. And then I'd invite you before bed to spend another 15 minutes either doing a traditional gratitude journal or at least just in your mind really being grateful for what progress you have made that day. You've set your intentions for ushering in a beautiful new change and in the evening every night then you're going to spend just a few moments noticing that you've made some progress, noticing what you're really grateful for, those things that you value in life, let's give them a little gratitude. And May, uh, May McCarthy also suggests this is a good time to practice forgiveness. Now, here's a secret. I, I don't know that it's much of a secret, but it's really hard for us to expand our life when our heart is closed. If you think about it, when our heart is closed, whether it's due to some friction with other people or we're really feeling put upon by the universe, if we really have that sense that people are against us instead of for us, when we're kind of clenching up inside, what happens is I may not even notice when an opportunity comes my way. I'm very unlikely to be receptive to new ideas, new opportunities. Something marvelous could present itself, and I'd be looking right over the top of it, being pissed off, being angry, wanting to control something that had happened in the past rather than being open to what's here or what might come in the future. So the reason she says gratitude, the reason she says forgiveness is how we should end the day, that's going to bed with an open heart. I still remember when I was about uh, uh, maybe nine or ten years old and my, uh, my mom and my stepfather had only been married for a short period of time. They were going through the after the wedded bliss phase, but before the this settled into a happy marriage phase. I don't know what that phase is called, but I remember there was a certain amount of fighting, and I remember they made up the rule, we won't go to bed angry. You know, that was probably the smartest thing that a newlywed couple could possibly do because what it set forth was that idea of, right, finishing out the day on an even keel. Even if it means we have to stay up a little longer, even if we have to express our regrets, even though forgiveness might be difficult in the moment, it's worth the time to do it. And so that's where Mae McCarthy is coming from in this seven-step plan. Let us go to bed. Let us sleep with a light heart. Let's forgive anything that went wrong or people that have been cruel throughout the day. We're not letting them off the physical hook, right? It doesn't mean I have to put myself in danger again. It doesn't mean that I have to think what they did was okay. But I'm going to unburden my heart. 
because I want to go to sleep with the open heart, ready to wake up in the morning, ready to receive more of life's blessings, not to work on resentments and trouble as I'm sleeping. So that is the plan. And the promise in May McCarthy's book is if you go through this plan for 40 days, your life will fundamentally change. The kind of changes that Marilyn was talking about in her song, we actually have some input on what those changes are and how quickly we can bring them into our life. Now, some of you are recognizing this as that, that power of intention, or, or sometimes it's called uh, the law of attraction. That's what we're doing here. We're setting forth our intentions for purposeful change, and then as best we can, we're putting ourselves in alignment, not with what we want to avoid, but with what we want to experience. Again, it seldom has to do with the money itself. And so this isn't a series of lectures on how to make more money. I mean, it probably will do that. But ideally, you're focused in on what would really make a difference in terms of real value to your life. And when you have that past you... See, see part of it is, I, it's hard for me to get excited with my checking account. I mean, it's just a thing, right? And in fact, if anything, we tend to have little negative thoughts about money, don't we? It's like when the Visa bill or the MasterCard bill, do we greet that with great joy? I mean, we could. If you think about all the wonderful purchases we made that during that month, there's the opportunity for me to say, oh, how grateful I am that Manhattan Bank you know, floated me the cash to buy all the... They're so sweet to do that. <laughs> but I, I'm guessing that's not where we usually go. And so I think making this big thing about the money piece of it is probably a mistake because that's not usually where our mind goes. And it's hard for us to have a really pure heart about being grateful for our sources of money because it's bound up in credit and it's bound up in debt and a variety of things. You want purity, move yourself beyond the money into what you would buy with it and the experiences you want to have. And I know I've mentioned this a few times now, but that's really my, my adventure that I'm, I'm asking you to embark upon is really visualize your dream and not just the checking account. Make sense? All right, so the other thing I want to talk about is the idea of inspiration, because that's where May McCarthy says, every day we start with inspiration. And of course, my initial suggestion was that the Science of My, uh, Science of My magazine, it has some lovely uh, daily guides in it. But if you want even more power than that, start your day with inspiration that's also in alignment with your dream. So if, for instance, you're working on repairing a relationship that isn't going too well, let's get some relationship inspiration. Our bookstore has some elegant selections around loving relationships, around uh, uh, the ideas of unconditional love, right? If maybe you want more success in, in work, uh, we also have uh, some very uh, some books centered around success. The idea of what success means to me. Uh, there's uh, I think we have um, 
I don't know, seven features of marvelous people in there. I, you, you probably know the titles of some of these books better than I do. And if we're working on health, maybe uh, Louise Hay's book on how to heal your life or one of Deepak Chopra's books on, on the art of healing from the spiritual perspective. You see, what I'm suggesting is once you have identified the change that you really want to observe in your life, then let's be inspired by someone who has already followed that path. Do you see why that's so important? Sometimes we think we're going this alone. Sometimes we think I'm the only one that have had this problem before and really um, I'm kind of bucking the system. Who am I, right? Who am I to cure myself of poverty? Who am I to figure out the resources necessary to, to have a profound healing in my life? And I'm, I'm here to tell you other people have already been on that path before and been amazingly successful. Let us use them as our inspiration. That way, if our friends and family aren't completely on board with it, does anyone here sometimes have family members? That it's, a, it's kind of a mixed message when you succeed. And some of you are looking at me like, no, I don't know what you mean, but about half of you are going, oh, hell yes. So... Oftentimes, our family members don't really see us as changing. They love us, warts and all, but they're kind of used to those warts. They almost are a little suspicious when we go back to school or when we get some more education or whether we're interested in a new job when the old one is paying the bills and working okay. It's not that they don't love us. It's not that they don't want the best for us. But at the same time, they're a little resistant to our changes. Not so with inspirational reading. You really can get up in the morning, read something fundamentally positive about your choice of change, and it is then so much easier to ignore some of the mixed signals out there that you'll get from colleagues and strangers. I can do this. Other people have done it before me. I absolutely can cure this. I can achieve this. I can be this thing that I want to be. That is the power of true inspiration. And what I know about our bookstore is if you're not sure what it is that might be inspiring to you, they'll give you two or three choices and you will be set up marvelously. So I want to close with a last uh, couple things here. We've talked about focusing our inspiration, but the other thing I want to mention just briefly is the idea of alignment, because that is our key here. And, and you've already got the first few ideas of it. First, we pick out the change that we want to experience in our lives, then we start doing inspiration that will lead us in that direction. And then if you remember, the middle part of your daily activity is to notice when we're taking steps closer to it, or in some cases, maybe we're making decisions that take us further away from it. The more you can be in alignment, even now and then if it's uncomfortable, with change sometimes comes uncomfortability, but if you see yourself walking towards the goal rather than backing away from it, that's the alignment I'm talking about. That is you taking steps towards that good that you want to have. And it's worth the uncomfortability. It's worth the little bit of hesitancy you may have. it Because it may involve things you haven't done before. In fact, 
Back to the things at rest, stay at rest. <laughs> Marilyn did a, a, a lovely setup for me when she talked about physics during our announcements. This is what we're talking about. If we stay at rest, if we're not willing to try new things, if we're not willing to experience new ideas, if we're not willing to embark upon an hour investment in my own good, things at rest stay at rest. Well, I'm going to close today with hopefully a bit of inspiration for you and, and kind of give you a, a testament to how this actually works. Uh, so uh, it's been my pleasure to be the minister here uh, just almost, uh, almost 10 years now. And I can remember back 12, no, 13 years ago when I started ministerial school. And I went down to the San Diego campus of Holmes Institute. And one day, uh, my first class, I'm down there and on a break, I thought, I just got to see the beach here. I'm like in... Right, I'm in Encinitas, California. There's a beach about 15 blocks from where we're having our classes. I'm going to go down on the beach. So I'm walking on the beach, and it's just a, a beautiful afternoon. We just finished classes, and I'm really enjoying myself. But I'm also a little worried because on a break, on a piece of paper, I noodled out how much ministerial school was actually going to cost me. And I hadn't done that before. I know, some of you are looking at me like, well, Larry, that doesn't sound like you. Usually you have everything figured out. Well, I had figured out the first quarter. I knew that the first quarter was going to cost about $1,000 for tuition and some fees and things like that. And like it all worked out, but it hit me like a ton of bricks how many quarters I had to go. I was looking at over $35,000. And I had no idea where it was coming from. Well, no, actually, I knew, I knew exactly where it was going to come from, but, but how it was going to get to me <laughs> was an entire mystery. I mean, I have total faith that this was part of God's work, part of me, right? Me doing what I needed and what I wanted to do to express more in this world. So in that sense, I absolutely knew where the money was coming from. God was coming from God as all things was coming from God. But the human in me was just about as scared as can be. And so I thought to myself, well, all right, I know from my 12-step work that it's one day at a time in the case of school that's paying for one term at a time. I did this one term. I'm going to be fine. But I would sure like a sign from heaven that this is going to work out. Just a sign. Uh, I'll take it one term at a time. We'll figure out, God and I will figure out how I'm going to pay for this. But just a sign would be nice. And, and as soon as I said that, I sort of giggled because, you know, it's making a, a bargain with God. And, you know, who am I? What, you know, this is just crazy. And even as I'm thinking that, I'm thinking, just a little sign, <laughs> just a little sign. You know, and I'm looking out at a beautiful beach and I'm thinking maybe like a luxury cruise liner will just <laughs> go by off the coast of Encinitas and that'll be my sign. Or, or, or maybe, you know, I don't know, a burning bush would be okay it's a little much to ask for here in the middle of the sand but but just the littlest thing and uh and i noticed uh the tide's been coming in and i've been inching myself back a little bit so that my feet didn't get overly wet i was still wearing my shoes and there at my feet a wave is coming in and floating on the top of the wave was this dollar bill 
I still have the dollar bill. And you know what I did? I looked up the beach and down the beach to find out who had lost their dollar bill. I swear to gosh, sometimes you just need to take a two by four to the side of my head because I'm looking for, wait a minute, but, but there's no one there. And then, still trying to talk myself out of this sign from God, I said to myself, oh, it probably just fell out of your own pocket, you fool. But when I picked it up, it's dry on one side, just as though, just so gently had just been placed on the way for me to receive it. And, and you can see, there's only one crease in it, and that was the crease I put in it afterwards coming back i mean it was there's no way it could have come out of anyone's pocket it was like fresh from the mint dry on one side presented to me as the most and and i i worked at trying to explain it away and i simply couldn't we are supported in this universe when we are pure of heart and innocent in our intentions, when we want something that benefits ourselves and comes at the expense or harm of no one else, the universe will do whatever is necessary to bring that to us. And so I want you all to feel fearless and supported in your 40-day plan. Whatever it is that is in your heart to experience can and will be yours. It's a small investment of time. It's a big investment of yourself. You are worth it. Let me close today with a, a small reading from Mae McCarthy. And, and here's what she talks about this idea of inspiration. She says, The reading part of the daily plan helps you to replace any old recordings from your past. Perhaps others have told you that you'll need a college degree to be successful. Or you're lazy. You'll never have the drive to make it in life. Or, as a woman, you'll never be successful or get paid as much as a man. All those old recordings and ones like them, or even worse, need to be demolished. The reading practice, reading something inspirational, supports the promise that anything is possible for anyone at any time. All you need to do is partner with that universal power, partner with God itself, and believe that you will receive what you want. You can receive all that you require, all that you desire, and so much more. Let us pray. There is only one life, one goodness, one love, one God. I know it is the source of everything. I know that dollar floated to me on the hands of God. I know that there is a world of abundance out there, and it is here for me and for each one of us. And so I open my heart today with the idea that each one of us can make a small investment of our time in order to reap a huge investment in our dreams. That each of us is willing to, to put ourselves in motion. Each of us is willing to step out, perhaps on a limb, but step out nonetheless to find our way to greatness. It might be great love. It might be great freedom. It might be great success. Only you know what this greatness is that you wish to experience and achieve. But what I know about it is it's possible. It's likely. In fact, with this 40-day plan, it's nearly guaranteed. Because that which we desire 
is desiring us as well. When we have the open heart, when we have the willingness to do the work, when we have the expectation of joy, of peace, of freedom, God simply and always says yes. And for this, I'm grateful. For this, I'm grateful. Uh, Just God showing up every day in the faces of the people I meet. God showing up every day in the abundance of this universe. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you for being here today. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.